Hello everybody and welcome to episode 148 of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and joining me for this WrestleMania edition... My God! My God, he's broken in half! ...of the show is... Mr. Chris Vint. Hello, yes, we're here to talk about WrestleMania. We've been to a couple of WrestleManias, Alan, you and I, like six and five and six years ago. And it's like, oh, where does the time go to that it doesn't seem that long ago that we were walking along to WrestleMania and meeting the Ultimate Warrior and things like that and just things that we never thought would happen and things like that. But um, yes, um, excited in inverted commas to talk about WrestleMania. It's certainly an interesting and a diverse um, kind of polarizing opinions at the moment certainly, from certainly. what has transpired on SmackDown. Um, it's it's kind of weird uh, talking about a WrestleMania that's going back to where our WrestleMania kind of mm-hmm. travels began. That is, in, well, I won't say New York. Say Secaucus. Secaucus. <laughs> yeah. Americans um, just go, what? Um, New Jersey, the greater Manhattan, New York mm-hmm. area um, at the MetLife Stadium. Now, there there is, as you say, there's some more interesting matches on this card than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are certain matches we won't be talking about uh, in this episode of the show, simply because you know the way we are, everybody. We just start rambling, and before you know it, we'll have only talked about the uh, pre-show WrestleMania, and it'll nearly be half as long as WrestleMania is going say, to be this year. We don't want to make this as long as what WrestleMania itself is going to exactly. be. Exactly. So we'll probably focus on... You know the key matches that have been announced already, but mainly specifically the title matches that are of interest to ourselves because there's probably going to be nearly every single title on the on the line somewhere mm-hmm. on the card. But will we dive in with NXT Takeover? Yes, we it's, shall. It's probably the one that we're actually going to talk about. All the matches that are on the card, <laughs> so which there's like five. Yeah, as Chris says, there's only five matches on the card, which is a lovely one. Uh, so we'll get started with the NXT Tag Team Championship match, which is the War Raiders Hanson and Rowe versus Alistair Black and Ricochet. What an odd team. Um, you could almost say that Alistair Black and Ricochet are the like rock and sock connection of this era, is that those two should not work as a tag team, but they work beautifully. As a tag team, you know, like obviously we've seen them in NXT and on Raw and on SmackDown. Um, obviously with the stuff happening with Champa, I think that that's kind of kind of put things in kind of a bit of a shuffle for some of yeah. the main players, you know. Um, but these two certainly could do well as a tag team, but certainly have done well as singles wrestlers. Absolutely, um, it's interesting to see that to have a face and a face tag team. Um, go against each other whether we're going to see some form of interference from like the Undisputed Era or Forgotten Sons or something like that but um, like all these matches I'm going to say now I'm excited for every one of these matches there's not one that I went "Mm, I would have done this different or would have done that differently Um, but all these matches I know will deliver in some way shape or form we've seen the War Raiders doing their thing you know like in the War Games uh, you know like and big men should not be as agile as you know, yeah. those two are especially, you know, with them doing like certain moves or whatever. But um, I think that 
I think that the War Raiders will retain, and there's a reason why I think that. I, I can probably guess the direction you're going with that. Um, I would say if I look at the whole card, you know, this probably would be in my bottom two for excitement, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that I'm not looking forward to it at all. I have all. a funny feeling like with most takeovers, this will open the show, and this will be one that will set the bar. You know, like because most tag team matches open yes. the show, and you're like, once that match is finished, we're like, Phew, like how do you follow that? Yeah. And then they manage to. I know. say the good. There's a good chance that'll either be this tag match will open, mm-hmm. or it'll be the North American with yes. Dream and Riddle yeah. opening. They that tends to be the formula. They very rarely NXT open with women's matches. They kind of keep that sometimes for the middle of the yeah. card. Yeah. Um. But yeah, as you say. This is as a result of uh, Ricochet and Alistair Blackwing, the Tag Team Classic, the Dusty Rhodes Tag mm-hmm. Team Classic, the third one. Um, which, again, it seems like maybe this was an idea of Triple H's before they really were going to get called up to the main roster because, yeah. you know, pre-tapings tele- of the television tapings for NXT, they were already tagging together, I think, in the Classic. Yes. Before they actually hit Raw television together. Yeah. I might be... Yeah, because with NXT, with NXT UK, um, Tyler Bate was fighting James Drake, and the commentator says that um, Mustache Mountain are in the Dusty Rose Classic, but obviously they've been eliminated by then. So, like you say, that that was done way before they were called up to the main main roster. Exactly. But uh, they obviously have uh, an idea behind them for Ricochet and Alistair Black, but this definitely, for me, is probably one of the more concrete results of the night, Mm -hmm. because... It is quite obvious Ricochet and Alistair Black are going to be sticking to the main roster that they're not going to want to take the title belts off uh, Hanson and Rowe so quickly, Yeah, uh, having just won them. But I really enjoy watching the dynamic of Hanson and Rowe because, mm-hmm. as you say, yes, they're big men and they can get around the ring quite yeah. well. But I think the dynamic even within themselves is fantastic because... Roe is the smaller of the two, but he's the powerhouse. Yeah. And Hansen is the bigger, but he's the the speedy one. He's the one that will take the risks. Mm -hmm. So it's a really cool one. Uh, But having that dynamic of those guys with Ricochet and Alistair Black has the potential to completely kind of tear the house down. So it does. And NXT tag matches tend to have a history of doing this, stealing a weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the match of the weekend. Because if you go back, and as you mentioned about uh, War Games, Ricochet was heavily involved yeah. in that War Games as well. And if I remember correctly, the War Raiders launching Ricochet from one ring to the other. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the options here for potential spots are ridiculous. Um, I still can never... I was watching... Have you been following the Performance Centre mm-hmm. YouTube channel? Yeah. And there was a video of Casey Catanzaro mm-hmm. watching Ricochet in his first pay per view yes, match. Yeah, the um, Fastlane one. The Fastlane yeah. one, and I think I think that YouTube channel is a fantastic idea because it's mm-hmm. one of those you know get to see behind the closed doors sort Especially of. Especially very good for seeing Matt Riddle's uh, journey to and up to NXT from whenever he signed. Absolutely, um, but I still can't get over people referring to him as Trevor. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just you hear this guy, you know, he's high fire and he's referred to as ricocheting here, Trevor. Yeah. Um, but some of the stuff like that, even in that fast lane match that he pulled off, kind of diving up and over yeah, the, one of the corner posts yeah, and all. Yeah, steps and everything, yeah. But he's, an, it's, he's another one of these guys that kind of just before WWE went for their big kind of, I'm not going to go culling, but rating off uh, the independent scene. Mm-hmm. That I saw in Belfast Mandela Hall, I saw Ricochet against, I think it was Matt Seidel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, now here he is, and he's on the main roster of yeah. WWE. In a really short time. I think he's one of the shorter guys in terms of his tenure yeah, I th- in NXT. I think the likes of Kevin Owens would be the fastest one. Like one he was the maybe there one. for less than a month, and then boom, he was up there. But... Um, yeah, it's just interesting to see with them doing the three shows rather than them just doing one. Um, but I think the reason why I think that they're going to retain is that I can see them either appearing at WrestleMania as like an extra one, like the Hardys were, yeah. or whether they appear the Raw after Mania and win the belts then. Yeah, because so. there's talk of them facing the revival, obviously, for yeah. the Raw tag belts. That would be that might be a first. In history, when you think about it, that on a Saturday night, they could potentially be fighting for, obviously, the NXT tags. Mm-hmm. But then on the Sunday or the Monday of the weekend, yeah. they could be fighting for the actual Raw tag belts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. be very, very interesting. Uh, next up, then we'll go for, because there's one I want to save for a wee bit, uh, we're going to go for Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle then for the North American Championship. It's going to be kind of a broken record here, but this is, again, another one that could completely just blow the weekend mm-hmm. apart when it comes to a match of the weekend. I think Riddle, R- Riddle out of the two of them is the more grind and pound, whereas Velveteen would be the more, you know, taking the high risk. Doing Flamboyant. The, yeah, the elbow drops, that kind of thing, whether he dresses up as Hogan or not again, you know, like he tends to do. Um, but yeah, this is going to be one that the chemistry between these two you know because you've got somebody who believes that he's at the top of the game and you know like the spotlight's on him and you've got this laid back bro you know kicking off the flip flops kind of thing but whenever they get in the ring like we've seen whenever they were doing the fatal five way to see who qualified for the um the championship um we'd seen little teases them you know like with the kicks and this and that but um I know Karen's hugely wanting Matt Riddle to win. Um, I don't think it will do Velveteen Dream any favours if he loses the belt as soon yeah. as he's just got it. But then the same could have been said for Gargano, that he had his first title defence and lost it. But whether they've got bigger and better things to do for Velveteen Dream, and again, because of the stuff with Champa, and, you know... Either you get people who get injured and then they're written out or you get people who are pushed heavily and the crowd reacts to it in a positive light, which we'll talk on later on. And then they get added to the mix. So you've got like this balancing act. So whether he's maybe going to challenge after Mania or whatever, you know, like the next um, takeover for the belt. But um, I can see this just being a really, really um, interesting match to see how the two styles mesh together you know it's almost having a randy savage and a hulk hogan in some way shape or form because you got somebody who's just happy enough to kind of grind you and then kind of do all the submission moves and then you got somebody who's just going to spring around and do the elbow drops but i could see riddle 
I could see this being Riddle's first loss or whether it'll be like a disqualification for Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Um, and maybe that he'll do something to keep hold of the belt and what have you. But Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think we're probably going to end up with a bit of a screwy finish going yeah. on here with this particular one, whether that be, like you say, a DQ via outside involvement or any other thing, or just kind of, you know, like a sneaky roll up with the, you know, the legs on the ropes to get yeah. leverage, that sort of thing. Yeah. I could see that happening because, and this would probably give away who I think is going to win the NXT title match, but I think we could see uh, Riddle going further up the card into that picture in the very near future as well, because there had been thoughts of Riddle going straight in um, for the NXT title when that five-way was happening after the whole Champa situation. So they obviously already have it in their mind Mm -hmm. of putting him in that main event position in NXT. But yeah, this... This match is going to be very, very interesting because, again, you've got that whole uh, WWE homegrown guy versus an independent guy, which mm. made Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream so much fun. The Dream has no memory of that. Yes, exactly <laughs> so. Um, but a big part of it is, as you say as well, what will Velveteen Dream satire be themed around? Yeah. Um, we've had Hogan twice now. We've had Red and Yellow and we've had Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So as long as he doesn't say push me Vince on his butt cheeks and we're laughing. Fair play to him though for that to be brutally <laughs> honest. But I think do you know what I think now that you say that that I think would be the biggest and bravest thing to get okayed. You're in New York or mm-hmm. the, at least the greater New York area. If he was to come out in a suit dressed like Vince doing the walk and all down to the ring and obviously rip it off or whatever for afterwards. But again, just a nod for New York being kind of WWE's home. Mm-hmm. So what better laugh to have than for him to come out a bit like Vince? Yeah. Um, but I'm sure he definitely has something major planned because he always does have something. Um, I don't see Velveteen dropping the belt here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't. It's a, it's a lot of people have been a bit upset with how this North American championship kind of has been used since it's been brought in because yeah. the reigns haven't been overly long because you've had Adam Cole you've had Ricochet mm-hmm. so you have and then you've had Gargano and then, then you've had Gargano and, and yeah. Dream yeah. and Ricochet's was a wee while but it wasn't yeah. crazy long and Adam Cole's wasn't he was well that's it it's basically a year isn't it because I think it wasn't the previous year the yeah, North American that's, title because had the ladder match had the ladder match yeah so it's nearly it's pretty much a year since this title came in. So you've had you know the guts of four guys, potential three, fifth. Yeah, three months each, near enough. You know, so it's not a lot. So I don't see them having the title switch twice so quickly. Yeah, they have to be careful that they don't want to give in the first defense. They don't want to give the title the hot potato treatment. That's exactly what I was going to say because they've been careful with a lot of their titles is that they've been around the waste of people for quite some time, you know, like with the NXT one, that will, uh, woman's one, which we'll talk on shortly, but it's it's went to and from, but it's went between to and from two people, not yeah. like 22 people, you know, whenever you look at the, say, like to say, Intercontinental Championship, which like our first Mania, we saw Miz uh, win it at WrestleMania, and then the night after he dropped it, and then the same thing happened to Zack Ryder, that he'd won it, and then the next night he dropped it to the Miz, and 
those kind of title reigns don't do anything for the belt. Yeah. They don't do anything for that person. And I think it would really... It would set Velveteen Dream back. Not yeah. that he's not got the persona to kind of challenge and channel mm-hmm. that. But like we say, they have to be careful that they don't flip it around too many people. Now that you say that, I'm trying to think. I think I've maybe seen the Miz win the Intercontinental title on three occasions. Yeah, because you saw him at 29. Uh-huh. You saw him at 30. And then I saw him in Dallas. Yeah. Because that, that was the time after Zack Ryder won the belt. Mm-hmm. In the latter match at Mania, and then Miz conned him on the Raw afterwards. Yep. So I've seen three Intercontinental title wins. It's crazy. Um, uh, speaking of WrestleMania, quickly, just not to get too tangent, have you seen the Page movie yet? No, I have not. Hiding with my family? No. Uh, good? I've heard it's good, but they kind of... But it's forget. very liberal with its history. They kind of forget all about NXT, totally. There's... You know, kind of the order of some things is yeah. a bit jumbled up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can recognize who some of the other NXT women's talent is meant to be by their attire. Okay. Um, I was able to guess two straight out the gate when watching it, and then the third one, I was like, "Who is that?" And then I realized, um, I won't say who, just so you can have a guess when you eventually see it. But there is like a moment at WrestleMania thirty because mm-hmm. that's obviously the year it's around because that's when she debuted yeah. on the Raw. Um, where she's in a skybox with The Rock and The Rock's telling her she's debuting on Raw. I'm like, that did not happen. I'm sure that did not. <laughs> that did not happen. And another thing that you can quite tell is the piped-in crowd noise after the uh, women's match at WrestleMania 30, which you and I very much know was <sighs> as dead as a dodo. Oh, God, yeah. What um, even was that one? That was the Battle Royal kind of thing. You know, it was AJ versus like the whole women's division. Oh, God. And then yeah. that's why on Raw she came out and she says, I've beaten everybody. Oh, and yes. I came yeah. page and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, but wait till you see it. You'll have a laugh nonetheless. So, fatal four-way match for the NXT Women's Sorry, Championship. Sorry, I, li- I lied earlier on. I'm not looking forward to this match. Uh, which is Shayna Baszler uh, versus Io Shirai versus Bianca Belair versus Kyrie Why does Bianca Belair keep saying she's undefeated whenever she has been undefeated? Whenever she has been defeated? Well, she was defeated before she even claimed she was undefeated. All right, well, it just it just irks me. Um, I think that we're going to see a new champion yes. in this because I have a funny feeling that this is going to be after what transpires at WrestleMania. I can see Shayna Baszler going up Taking to the main roster, someone's spot. I think that, yeah. Um, I think she has her persona to do it. Um, out of all the women talent, um, she's one that's impressed me the most. And I think when she goes, the women's division needs to find some people and quick. Well, um, yeah, it's because the thing is, at the end of the day, I think a big reason why um, you're maybe feeling a bit like this with this match is... Now, do not get me wrong, Kairi saying Io Shirai... Um, and Bianca Belair are good talents, yeah. um, especially Io Shirai, but Io is still so fresh to at least the WWE their television promos side of are things. so bad. Oh, they're but oh. what I'm going to say to you is you have to think of it like this. The women that aren't being used mm-hmm. on NXT Women's TV at Candace the moment, Lerae. Candice LeRae being a key one mm-hmm. who was putting posts on Instagram and all very recently saying, you know, the wait's very nearly over sort of thing. So she's hinting yeah. at, you know, coming back with a great deal of ferocity. But you have uh, Dakota Kai is out injured. Mm-hmm. Tegan Knox is out yeah. injured as well. So there's two 
big characters, which I think would extremely freshen up the division again. Mm-hmm. Never mind everybody else that's there in the or room. The, or the UK people, like so Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley. Very much so. Even the likes of Lacey Evans was doing well, and then they, they've done an EC3 and moved her up to the main roster. And what have... What's been done there? Don't, a, don't talk to me about EC3. Uh, so I've I've said, and I will go on record as saying this, that he will team at some stage with Bobby Roode and they will be called the Glorious One Percenters. I guarantee you that will happen. <laughs> I'm going on record by saying, mark my words, that that will happen at some stage down the line that they will be called that. I just oh. see Vince going, you are calling Glorious One Percenters. But anyway, back to the match. Um, yeah, I think that... Um, Carrie Sane, like you say, is a good talent and all, but she's been one of these people who is constantly in the title picture and I'm kind of getting sick of it. And that's why I would probably like either Io Shirai or Bianca Belair. I would like to see somebody new hold the belt. I don't want to see the same person hold yeah. it again. Um, but, you know, obviously the likes of those two people, I can't remember their name, that Polly Ryan was Shana Baszler. They're as green as grass. Oh, Jessamyn Duke and uh, Marina Shafir, I think. Yeah, they're as green as grass, and they're they're not ready for to be put in that picture mm-hmm. yet. Maybe given time, challenging the likes of Sasha Banks and Bailey for the women's championship right, title yeah. and things like that. But yeah, I'd like to see. I'll say I'd like to see Iro Shirai win it because Bianca Belair just irks me. I don't understand why she's not called the Fresh Princess of Belair. Well. Here's my logic, right? Okay. And this is this is Alan going into almost fantasy booker territory okay. right here. So Chucky Ducky quack quack. Um I think Rhea Ripley is an extremely good talent. I think she has a fantastic character going on. She has a fantastic theme song as well. It fits her perfectly. That's one thing I love about Shana Baszler is her music. Yeah, that's the thing I see initially when you know that sort of the whole horse you know day at yeah. the start of it, and I was like, Oh jeez, guys, please cut that out. But see the actual just the beat of the music yeah. once it gets going, it's fantastic. But my hopes would be, potentially, like you say, Io Shirai, who is a baby face. Bianca is kind of, goodness only knows what. Yeah. You know, there's time she acts, you know, good. There's time she acts bad. You know, that sort of tweener mentality. I don't see them putting the title back on Kyrie because I think she's had it twice. Yes, she has. Maybe she has. I can't remember. She's at least had it once. So she's had it once. Yeah. Um, no, that's a lie because I think... No, she did. I be think Baszler's only had it twice. Yes, you're right. Baszler's so had it she's twice, the only yeah. one who's won it twice. Sorry. Yeah, because you won it from Baszler and then Baszler won it back from yeah. her. Yeah. So Kyrie's only had it once. So I don't see them making her two time as well. Mm-hmm. Women's champion. So I think Shirai is probably the more logical direction to go. And then I would like them to see them develop a program potentially between her and Ripley. Yeah. Going forward, that would then lead maybe in a takeover or two's time, sort of come the summer. Sorry, what time of the year is it? We're, we're heading the summer. It's busy, folks. Work's going through the head. Sort of towards the tail end of the year, right? Mm-hmm. And then have Ripley beat her. Yeah. And become the first woman to win both NXT UK mm-hmm. and regular NXT Women's Championships. And then that's around the time I think that uh, Tegan Knox is going to be ready to come back from her injury. Okay. And obviously it was her match with Rhea was when her injury happened during the May Young Classic. Right. Then that whole, you know, I'm okay. back from my injury, I'm going to take what's so, most prized for you. So it's almost like the Champa Gargano kind of oh, thing. A bit like yeah, that. Okay. So I think, I think that would be a fantastic story. If they don't capitalise yeah. on 
you need her to, causing the injury to Tegan. Yeah, you in need, storyline. You at need least. to have somebody like Baszler who is a legitimate threat to all the women. You know, like and they're scared. You know, because whenever she had the belt, you know the the locker room were very heads down, not looking at her. You know, like kind of didn't want to cause a fuss or anything like that. And that's what you need. You need that big powerhouse that kind of scares people. But I mean, you have so much talent as well in the main roster, and with this superstar shakeup, you'd want to see some. But, you know, what have they done with Mickey James lately? Nothing. What have mm-hmm. they done with, I'm trying to think of somebody, you know, with them saying that they want to bring back Eva Marie, please don't. But, you well, know. It's, well, it's something that we'll probably talk about when we get into the actual WrestleMania card on a certain women's match and what happened at the time of recording, at least last night mm-hmm. on SmackDown, um, involving a certain uh, championship title being won by a, a certain individual in the main event. Yes. But. I get what you're saying. A shake up for some of the folks that aren't maybe getting used as well on the yeah. main roster. You you have experienced people there to help down there. You know, the likes of say Tyler Breeze. You know, like after watching that, um, oh, the breaking ground thing. You know, like he was instrumental in helping a lot of people. So if you were to move the likes of him down again, you know, like then that could launch them again. What do you see that like? Uh, Cesaro against Sami Zayn Cesaro was on the main roster came down to have matches with Sami Zayn whenever Natalia fought like Charlotte and things like that mm-hmm. you want to have you don't Those need to have fantastic you things because they're to, exhibitions yeah you don't need to have it all the time but if you did it like I say once a month or once every couple of months and you had oh you know say Velveteen Dream wins the belt and then he says like you know I've beat everyone down here and then down comes I don't know down comes Dolph Ziggler and says that he challenges, you know, there was another one, Ziggler fought Rusev, was it? Yes, that's yeah. correct. So, yeah. you know, you've got people like that, you've got people like Rusev. And I think, and if I remember right, I don't think it was on TV, but I think even Cena came down one time for a match. I think he was like in a tag with, uh, what was it, Enzo and Cass at the time versus, I can't remember who the opposition was, but he was down there yeah. as well, sort of thing. So, you know, those sort of things are pretty <laughs> neat. I know we've kind of got a bit sidetracked yeah. there by my fantasy booking. But I think it's probably fair consensus we both think EO's going to win yeah. here. Alrighty then. So into the two probably most exciting matches on the card. First of those being NXT UK Championship, mm-hmm. which is the Bruiserweight Pete Dunne versus the uh, Ring General Walter. Um, or as they seem to be referring yes. to him as, what was it, the Austrian... I don't know, but they, they keep coming. Annihilator like, or something? Yeah, and it's like Walter, and it's like, I thought it was Walter, not Walter. It's like, that's it depends where he goes, because I think it depends on the announcer, because yeah. very much so in progress, mm-hmm. uh, they say Walter. Yeah. Whereas other places you hear them just go, Walter. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just read it. I love the fact whenever he did Water. read Water. What's the matter with you? I think they've realised they had to change their camera angles for that I, entrance I think now. So. Some of the camera work in uh, WWE is shocking. Yeah, but again, like um, I've said earlier on, if Walter loses, this does nothing for him. This kind of does not make him look dominant, does not make him look strong. Pete Don's held this belt for like 650. I think by the time this show happens, it will be over 700. Okay. But then you need to have somebody knock him off the peg. And then once he does that, then whether he goes down to NXT or whether he goes up to the main roster, 
Um, and I think that's the whole point. You know, like you have to build round him, Walter, then, and mm-hmm. have people, you know, because at Super Strong Style, Walter is fighting Trent Seven to unify the belts. Yeah, Atlas. And... Yeah, so, you know, he's got that many belts now, you know, like, well, minus one, of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like, that's the thing is that he's such a behemoth kind of guy and he's not somebody that if he loses that you think oh well that's all right you know like it's kind of like it was kind of like the big show being thrust in the main event and then losing on his first time that does nothing for the character yeah. and it doesn't build him but like oh well well he's easy to beat then you know um i can see this being a very interesting match and it'd be interesting to see how done reacts after the fact mm-hmm. if he loses i think he will lose but if he loses how he reacts to that because obviously this has been a main part of Pete Dunne for so long and not having it anymore how will he react to that and where will he react yeah, to that yeah I definitely think this is the moment where uh, Pete drops the belt yeah um, like I said it's going to be the guts if not more than 700 days by the time uh, this match happens which is some going in the modern era of wrestling yes some would say well, it's not like he's been defending it on TV every few weeks, but he's been defending it on the independence and WB yep. is obviously felt he's been doing a very good job as being the guy yeah. to represent WWE UK, NXT UK. Um, which I think he's probably reached the point within NXT UK that he doesn't need the belt. Mm-hmm. You know, he is the figurehead of NXT UK. So I could see him, like you say, becoming a bit more of a mainstay, at least on regular NXT yeah because he is always dropping in there every now and again but I could see that being more his kind of bread and butter now being NXT UK mm-hmm. with sorry regular NXT with him dropping back in to NXT UK every now and again because again they only do those tapings yeah. every month or so yeah. so he could nip back for one every now and again and be there, say there's a big feud going on for... Yeah, helping Super Strong Style, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. for very Strong Style, yeah. you know, that that would be perfect. But having this presence of Walter, uh, there's me even going now, just instead of <laughs> Yeah, Walter. I was trying it's to... Kind of, it's, it's, like, it's like Star Wars, Jakku and Jakku. Um, but have him when be the, this you know, shock and awe moment of, oh my goodness, Pete Dunne has finally been defeated but then i'm going to bring back my fantasy booking again oh my here gosh. and you mentioned of course that uh mr ring general is kind of one championship lighter mm-hmm. uh, and that is the fact that uh a couple of weeks ago in dublin jordan devlin finally defeated him to win back the ott heavyweight championship so that devlin is a two-time ott champion um, and finally got his revenge on the ring, General. Um, I think it would be amazing for this to happen, but I don't think it has any chance of actually happening. But it would be fantastic if Walter walks out of TakeOver, having probably annihilated Pete, a bit like he did with Devlin, mm-hmm. when he first won the belt from Devlin in OTT, and just everybody's just like, what the heck has just happened here? Yeah. And they go into the next set of NXT UK TV tapings. You know, Walter comes out, 
you know, look at me, haha, you know, I've beat your champion, your favourite, and here I am. Nobody will be able to stop me now. Mm-hmm. Devlin to come out with the OTT title. <laughs> Do not see that happening whatsoever. No. No. But even if he wasn't to come out with the title, come out and just drop a hint. Maybe not explicitly say, because I don't think WWE would want to explicitly say, well, I beat you two weekends ago. Yeah. But, you know, hint. Just, you know, I know how to beat you. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, kick off and lead into a feud maybe between those two. Because... Once Walter wins the belt, I think it's going to be again another while before there's even yes. a chance of him getting defeated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think Devlin would probably be a very good kind of first feud yeah. for him when it comes to that championship. And then the possibilities are endless where you go from there. Exactly. So they are. But then, final match of NXT TakeOver in uh, New York. And that is the NXT title match between Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole, Bebe. Two out of three falls match. Two out of three falls match. Very well remembered, Chris. Um, this is a hard one to call. Now, this is going to be time for Chris's fantasy endings. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, th- I was talking to a guy in work today and I was saying about what I think is going to happen is at the end of the match, Gargano is going to win. And Gargano's going to be standing in the turnbuckle, celebrating and all. His wife's going to come down. He's going to have the belt in the corner. And either on the ramp or on the Titan Tron, you're going to hear a solemn clap. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be Champa. Mm. As if to say, now, obviously, with his having neck surgery done not too long ago, whether he can actually fly or not is a different thing. But whether they send somebody over and they just put that on, as if to say, this is Gargano, Gargano's moment. But Champa is still messing with him, mm-hmm. and Champa won't forget the fact that he has what is rightfully his. And then that leaves a couple of months, you know, like so, you know, like, obviously some of these feuds have been building for a year, you know, like obviously that one whenever Champa first got injured, and then he was out for a year, and it's yeah. the same way with this one here. This is what this is how I see it ending: is that he's going to have the championship, but Organo's going to be inside his head, as if to say, "Can you cope if I'm still in there?" You know, kind of thing, or whether they play at the fact that, you know, the next week you see him with the belt and he's looking at the belt and going, like, "What?" You know, um, Candace says, "What was wrong with you?" But like, well, he was on the Titan Tron, but like, there was nothing on the Titan Tron. It was your music playing. There was nothing else there, and it's all in his head. He's yeah. the only one who thinks that, you know, and that kind of thing. Well, I have similar thinking, but actually the opposite. Okay, <laughs> similar thinking, but opposite. Why is <laughs> exactly. that similar? Um. At least in the sense of Champa having okay. some say in things. But I think that it's going to be Adam Cole, baby, who wins oh. the NXT title. Do you think this is going to be whenever the Undisputed Era turn on him? There's a potential for that. But I think we could see in this match, the way you're saying, obviously, in your version, that you know, Champa you know, yeah. kind of very quiet clap. I could see almost, obviously... The last time we see Champa on TV was Johnny kicking him, yeah. you know, the seven shades out of him yeah. uh, when uh, Champa tried to turn on him again mm-hmm. after the tag team classic. So, could it be one last act of, you know, backstabbery that there's something done by Champa in the match that costs Gargano the big one one more time that, you know, 
because Champa was so obsessed with yeah. the NXT Championship, Goldie as he referred to mm-hmm. it as, that he was like, well, the least I can do is cost you what you're still you know, trying to fight for. Yeah. And I've always wanted, because I think Gargano even posted on like Twitter his NXT checklist, mm-hmm. and the only thing left is yeah. the title now. Um, I could see that happening, or just Undisputed being involved in some shape or form. Yeah, the lights go out, and then Gargano's lying on the floor, and then he's got his hand yeah. over him or something like that. Because yeah. there's talk as well going forward that uh, with Shayna most likely going up to the main well, roster, yeah. that... Um, which one is it? It's the this one. Marina Shafir. It's the one who wears, like, I always think that it's got, she's got, like, one of those face masks on, the chocolate yes, face yes, mask. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that's Roddy's, Roddy Strong's yeah. wife, and there's talk that she could come in to Undisputed Era as their female representative, which okay. I think would be a cool dynamic yep. to have. But um, I wonder, could this maybe be the start of, again, of a bit of an Undisputed resurgence? Mm-hmm. Because there's always, you know, been kind of the whispers off, wouldn't it be cool if, you know, Adam Cole had the NXT... Um, Bobby Fish, for example, won the North American eventually, yeah, the and, then and then Roddy the, and O'Reilly won, and she had the, the tags. You yeah, know, there. kind of complete domination mm-hmm. of uh, NXT itself. But no, this this again is going to be absolutely outstanding. Yeah. So it is anything that has Gargano in it is. Yeah. Kind of well on its way to a potential match. The there's year not candidate. there's not very many matches or very many uh, NXT superstars superstars that you would <laughs> go like I don't want them in that match. Yeah, you know we've seen Adam Cole and Ricochet and some of the movies that those guys do. And yeah, this is going to be this is going to be an exhausting one, but totally worth it to see who ends up the the new and for them the first time of them being NXT champion as well. Alrighty then, so that is NXT TakeOver New York, and that only took us about 40 minutes, Chris. Oh, so, did it? Uh, so well done. Wow. Uh, so we will dive straight into the WrestleMania card and uh, talk about some more than others. So let's scroll towards the bottom here of our list, and we will start with the women's tag team title match, the Field 4-Way, which is the Boston Hug Connection. The Divas of Doom, the Iconics, and Nia Jax and Tamina. How are Nia Jax and Tamina not getting their own name? I know they haven't, have they? Um, I think this is a surefire retention for Bailey and Sasha. I don't see them making them drop the belt so soon. I reckon this is going to be the, not the pre-show, but the actual show of WrestleMania opener. And this will be the first time that we have the women's tag team um, division the belts being on the line at a WrestleMania and the first time that we have it. so mm. the first time it'll open and close a WrestleMania that would be very cool so that's what my thoughts anyway um, yeah I'm I don't want to dwell on this too much not that oh, no. I don't enjoy these um, women and what they're capable of but yeah I think that um, if they were to drop it I think that um, it would probably be Nia Jackson Tamina will be the ones yeah, I can't see Beth Phoenix win that with her semi-retired uh, it would be WWE logic if it was going to go to anyone it would be Nia and yeah. Tamina so it would but I don't but see this I'll... match in the grand scheme getting a huge amount of time no uh, even though it's an hour <laughs> event uh, it's crazy to say such a thing but yeah I don't see them dro- taking it off uh, Bailey and Sasha so soon Roman versus Drew 
That's an interesting one. Um, it's good to see Drew McIntyre having a high-profile match. And out of the two of them, with him and Dolph Ziggler, that he is the one who is on the WrestleMania card and Dolph Ziggler is nowhere to be seen. Yeah. There's another one you could push down to NXT and build them up again. Um, I'd like to see Drew win this. Um, not because... I. I don't dislike Roman or anything like that, but I think, Ooh, but I think, but I think this would elevate Drew to a whole another level. Absolutely, if he could say that he's beat, you know, because he, he was the chosen one and he now has beaten the chosen one. Yeah, but hasn't he already beat Seth Rollins and and Dean Ambrose? Oh yeah, yeah. So then that would he'd be the first person ever to defeat the three of them in in you know the same calendar month or whatever you know because oh, the same calendar month. So yeah. that's... Okay, you, yeah. you reworded that. Yeah. I was about to say Brock Lesnar yes. might have something yeah. to say about that. Well, them. the first full timer then, <laughs> not just come in whenever there's a big page. Um, but yeah, I think this would be a big statement if Drew went over. Um, mm. But yeah, it's this. This is the sort of match that you know you've been used to the last number of years of just being Roman in the main event, Roman in the main yeah. event. So that you're just like, uh, you know, when it comes to a Roman match at WrestleMania. But then you look at this and you're now like, right, okay, he's not going to be main event. But this has the potential to actually be a very enjoyable enough match yeah. mm-hmm. between the two because it's just there's two big boys going at it. Yeah, realistically, mm-hmm. like and Drew's done so well. He's one of the very few from NXT that has went up to the main roster and um, elevated himself. You know, and not being pushed down. You know, you look at Nakamura who was in the main event last year, oh and then where's he now? You know, he's not even going to be on the card. So, I mean, he'll probably be if in the he's in the Andre, if, if anything, it's the Andre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor and the potential of the demon. See, I would have been... I, this is a match we've already seen and we don't really need to see this. You know, I would have, I would have preferred it if they had the Intercontinental Championship in a ladder match, you know, like they did at 31 or... 30, 31. 32. 32, sorry, whenever Daniel Bryan won it. Oh, sorry, no, yes, there was the ladder match at 31, but there was also yeah. the ladder match at 32 as well. Yeah, but then that's whenever you put in, because somebody who's come back a couple of weeks ago, where's Kevin Owens in the card? So why did they not leave him until after WrestleMania? Yeah. Because there's somebody who has come back from injury, and he's been like, right, you're going to fight Daniel Bryan a fast lane. Well, that's great. So what happens to him now? Nothing. So, in my opinion, they should have used him against Lashley and then have a different feud there that he wants. He can't go for the main belt, so he's going to go for that belt. Yeah, because the whole talk was it was going to be Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. And then, obviously, the groundswell kind of got behind Kofi like it was for Bryan a few Mm -hmm. years ago. And I think kind of a bit like the Titanic, it was too... you know, too late to kind of course correct. Yes. Yeah. In that regard, so Kevin was up, but they had to kind of go with Kofi. I don't. I just don't get why we're having a match that we've already seen before. Mm-hmm. This is one thing. WrestleMania. But they should... had a dynamic of the demon, Chris. <laughs> As he takes a drink of his water. I thought that the demon was meant to be a SummerSlam exclusive character. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Sound like a uh, Funko Pop. He'd only been raised to this here. But no, it's it disappoints me that number one this match happening full stop in a story but 
you know, the talk was that the only reason Finn had lost the Intercontinental title the other week was because there was something bigger planned for him. And here he is now in a match with Bobby Lashley again for the Intercontinental title, which he lost. And there's meant to be no automatic rematch clauses. And they feel that the demon is what's required to get Finn Balor over the line to defeat Bobby Lashley in one-on-one competition because obviously he didn't beat Bobby for the title that time he won it. So, yeah, you know, it's. I hate to say it, but I'm not overly excited for a Finn match at WrestleMania. And that wee fella, Leo Rush, will probably get involved or some nonsense. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio has some good potential, I think. It does, but for me, even even though I'm just going to... For the US Championship. Even though I'm just going to contradict myself. But your man, whose name I can never, Andre, I can never say his Andrade name. Andrade Cien Almas, but not anymore. He's yes. just Andrade. Well, we'll call him A for 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 now because you know, obviously, they like shortening names, so mm-hmm. they'll probably be called A. But um, I think he would have been better if he was the US champion against Rey Mysterio because they've had some barn burners on yeah. SmackDown. Even if you were to add him to the mix and have the three of them. Triple threat or something. Yeah. Um, Samoa Joe is one that I've always liked since the TNA days. Um, and I've always thought like him, Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, um, oh, Jay Lethal. It seems to be something in the water that they always look the same. <laughs> you look at Samoa Joe then and Samoa Joe now yeah. and he looks near enough the same. And the same, same with Christopher Daniels. He's like near enough 50 and he still looks the same as he was back in 2006. You know, and that's no mean feat. Um, I can see Samoa Joe winning this but I think that you're going to see the added bonus thing of he's going to get a new man, uh, Ray's son Dominic's Dominic. Face. And then Dominic, who apparently is training to be a wrestler, and he's going to get involved, and whether that leads to Ray winning or losing. Where where has where has I'm your poppy, Dominic? Yeah, gone? it's just like custody. It's like he was like yeah. knee high to a grasshopper, and now he's like twice the height of Ray. Ray, there was custody. I'm sorry, Ray. Ray, I'd be getting a DNA test. Well, sure, there was. Well, custody. I suppose he is meant to be Eddie's, isn't he? Yeah, there was custody <laughs> of Dominic on a pole on a ladder match as well, uh-huh. all those years ago. But this is one that. This is one that I think could pleasantly surprise people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could, I could definitely see, as you say, I could see us getting a, like at least a spot. Yeah. From Dominic because they are pushing it like each week on SmackDown. Dominic is there with Ray. Yeah. When Ray's getting like interviewed and stuff, and says he's going to be there front row to watch his dad yeah, so uh, I could... do what he always does, and that is beat up the bullies. Oh right, okay. Um, Wendy, daddy's coming but, home. But apparently, I was I was reading that Ray has trademarked. Uh, Prince Mysterio. Oh, okay. For his son, for Dominic to use as a pro wrestler for merch and all that other stuff. It sounds really like a Michael Jackson kind of name. But it, it actually makes sense because Ray in Spanish is King. Yeah. So King Mysterio and his son's Prince Mysterio. Yeah. So I can completely get that. Um, but we've seen your face now, Dominic, so you can't wear a mask. Well, we've seen Ray Mysterio's face in WCW, but it's probably not in the archive memory. That's it. It's been deleted from the archive memory. I'm not really going to make much of a prediction for who wins here because the US Championship again just goes hot potatoes. So yeah. it could go either way in this. And with the way they have treated Smojo in his WWE main roster tenure, uh, I wouldn't be shocked for Raid to go ahead no. and win it. Uh, next up, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Your guess is as good as mine, everybody. I really do not care. Is Braun Strowman in this? Yes. Ugh. Because again, there's another one that they don't have anything for that they messed up. 
that they well, should here... have pulled the trigger. When Roman had to leave because of his leukemia, boom, that's when the trigger should have been pulled for Braun because everybody was excited, still behind Braun. They were like, no, we'll go for Brock again. And Strowman's level of crowd heat in a good way has completely vanished. Well, at least he's not teaming with Nicholas this year, so... This this is true, <laughs> but there's a couple of flipping SNL guys in this battle yes, I've heard this year, this. so oh. it's just going to be a bit of a mess. There is talk of there being another women's battle royal as well on the card, but I could very much see these both just being reserved for the pre-show. Yeah. So, AJ Styles versus no good Randy Atten. Bad egg. This is the match that, for me, could steal the show, but it all depends on what Randy Orton is. Shows up. Yeah, you know, we've seen the Randy Orton that can put you in the headlock and hold you for 10 minutes. We've seen the Randy Orton who doesn't really care. We've seen the Randy Orton who can just storm in and do an RKO out of nowhere or have, like, an absolute blistering match. And that's the Randy Orton that I want to see show up. Um, We've seen Randy Orton in um, Seth Rollins tear the house down, and I think this could be the one that really... Burn it down, you say? Oh, yes. Burn it down! Um, But, yeah, so... I think this has the potential to be the match of the night. Yeah. But going on last year's WrestleMania, whenever AJ Styles and Nakamura was the dream match that all fans oh. wanted, and then it was just a bit of let down. That's the thing that scares me, and that's why I'm trying not to look for. I try not to look forward to matches because yeah. then I could be pleasantly surprised or pleasantly disappointed. I think it's last year's WrestleMania, which has you know we were talking about this before you know coming on to record. That I have decided for the first time in probably, what are we now, 35? I'd say probably said 17. Probably the guts of 17, 18, that sort of time period that I'm not going to at least plan to stay up to watch WrestleMania. Um, so at least maybe 15, 16 years. Um, and that is based on last year's WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, at... Half three, four o'clock in the morning, that AJ Nakamura match happened. And that was a match that I was like, I really wish I was in New Orleans for this. I was so tempted to just fly out for that match alone. And then you're sitting watching it, getting really tired. And then whatever happened, happened in front of you. And you're just like, oh my goodness. Because I just knew that one of the guys you know Aaron from the the, yeah. Ar- the Irish contingent um, was there and he was equally as excited for that match as I was because we were both big Nakamura fans mm-hmm. especially from having seen his first uh, NXT match against Sami Zayn yeah. in person thinking this is going to be a match that will completely destroy any expectations um, going forward for WWE Wrestlemania <laughs> matches and it, and it did but in the wrong, the wrong kind way. of way yes exactly so so I think that and just I think maybe the way last year's WrestleMania went in general, the way mm-hmm. kind of the first kind of part of it was like, well, this is going along. Well I think enough. It, I this think it was after I think know. it was after the Charlotte match that once you had that match and then you had the Braun match and then you had the Ray or the Roman match. That's whenever the wheel, That's whenever the wheels started to come off the WWE van and then it started derailing. Funnily enough, whenever I watched it last year, my nephew was round mm-hmm. and after, once that match had started, that's whenever he got up and left. He went up to see my mum or whatever mm-hmm. and he couldn't have picked a better time to do it because he didn't have to watch all that tripe. 
Well, they say that uh, young kids are honest in that regard. Well, there's uh, there's no way of uh, being uh, nice for the sake of being yeah, nice. But I just hope that the right Randy Orton shows up and absolutely this because um, Randy Orton is one very much like Triple H in the sense that hasn't had has been around for so many years, but hasn't really had that defining WrestleMania moment. Probably the Seth Rollins RKO is probably the biggest one. That and probably beating. The Rock and Sock connection at WrestleMania 20. For evolution. Yeah, but that would be about it because that match yeah, with Triple H was pure garbage whenever they hit I the finishers. <laughs> yeah, it, was like, <laughs> it, was, it was like a game of uh, SmackDown versus Raw with <laughs> yeah. all, all the finishers preloaded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, this has potential to be a decent match. Uh, if not, um, one of the best matches on the card. It does need the right Randy Orton to be there and... To be honest, it needs the right AJ Styles to be yeah. there as well because mm-hmm. there's been quite a few matches recently where you thought this is going to be fantastic with AJ and yeah. they haven't been, which I'm not saying that's maybe age coming into it, but I think that could be just the WWE coming into it as much as anything. As in, mm-hmm. I think that's part of what hurt the Nakamura character, which is why a lot of people still say... Nakamura's best match in WWE was his NXT debut yeah. because he went into that match, Sami Zayn went into that match and had that match as if it was in New Japan. Yep. It's very like they're... Whereas as time's gone... Yeah, it's, it's almost like the... WWE style. It's almost like they kind of loosen the handcuffs a little bit. We'll allow you to do this, but not that, you know, and that's the thing that kind of worries exactly. me. Um, now, this next one, actually, I'm quite intrigued about and that is... Um, Miz versus Shane McMahon. I can see this being towards the start yeah. of the card because Shane's matches usually always fall in kind of that opening bracket. <laughs> From the top of the game. Uh, unless it's The Undertaker he's facing yeah. or whatever. But um, I find it really intriguing having Miz as a face mm-hmm. and not the poor attempt of a face that they did previously. Yeah, But properly this kind of sympathetic you know you could understand where he's coming from face because uh, that promo he had on uh, Smackdown um, again anybody listening to this you're going to be very confused with the way I say like last week or the week prior because of recording dates but uh, it was the uh, Smackdown where Kofi had his gauntlet mm-hmm. matches uh, he opened it and had just this absolutely amazing baby face promo of basically you know Shane you know destroying him in front of his 68 year old father and all this sort of stuff and the crowd properly reacting to him as if he's a baby face I think the big thing that has helped him is not that he was never human before but I think having this reality show with Maurice and then obviously his baby Mm -hmm. as well and the social media aspect of things kind of grinds him a little bit it's like watching Champa whenever he had like his neck surgery and you see him with his missus and his kid and you're like oh and you're like shouldn't be said oh it's Champa you know <laughs> um but it kind of humanizes him and it kind of makes him feel a bit more you can kind of understand where he's coming from because you know like he's a family man now so that's why he's saying about his dad and all that kind of stuff but I, like I've always known that you've always been a huge Miz fan since whenever he you know like got his bearings and we've always said that you know we always wanted to see the Miz and Roddy Piper 
have like a feud in their heyday because they're Absolutely. both they're both like pure magic on the microphone. And the Miz is one that has went through some amount of crap to get where he is and he stuck it out and he's become one of the best and one of, probably one of the most important people around WWE. Mm-hmm. I just I just wish that his title run whenever he fought Cena at 27, 28. The one where The Rock was there. 28. 28. Um, that that was better for him, but I can see this being one of those... Oh, no, sorry, 27, because um, 28 was Cena, Rock 1, and then yes, 29 right. was Cena, Rock, the rematch. Okay, the first time in a life... Once in a lifetime, twice. Um, yeah, so I could see... I could see The Miz going over here, but I could see The Miz probably standing in the ring with Maurice and his dad yeah. and his kid. You know? I'd very much like to see Miz get... Um, a push into the main event picture on SmackDown. I'd like for the title. Like to see, Especially I'd, as a baby face like this, yeah, proper kind of family man. I would even like to see it on Raw if you know Seth Rollins was to win. I'd like to see him and Rollins have a you know, but then you kind of absolutely turn them heel maybe or leaving them baby face. But you know, Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese. We won't dwell on this too much. No offense to these guys. The two five guys have fantastic matches week in week out, but on the whole. Not that many people no. watch 205 Live, sadly. Uh, Buddy Murphy has been fantastic, and I think uh, they need to take a page out of what they've done with Mustafa Ali and no, get him no. off 205. Ali. I know, yeah, there's another one that's had the name taken away. Um, but I think they need to get Buddy Murphy off 205 Live and just on the regular SmackDown roster or whatever, because mm. I think he could, again, be a very good hand in that sort of maybe US title picture. I think he's way and above uh, 205 Live. And that is not only in uh, ability, but also weight. Yeah, apparently only Lorcan is signed with 205 Live now as well. As well, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Always reminds me of Alan Shearer when he comes down to <laughs> the ring. It always does. Right, we're getting into the business side of things here now. So, Kurt Angle versus Snore and Born, Baron Corbin. This match isn't going to happen. You really think? I think, by the, I think time, by the time folks are listening to this, they'll probably know whether it is happening or okay. not. Okay, I think either in one sense or another that Baron Corbin will either be laid out or whatever, and then Cena will come down to the ring and say, because Cena doesn't have a match, so whether Cena will say, I start my career against you, I want you to finish your career against me, I was the one who inducted you in the Hall of Fame, that kind of thing, because his match with Samoa Joe, I haven't seen, but I've seen the the... The suplex that he took, which basically looked like he did a re-roll. And um, the, the reviews, I haven't watched it myself, but I think the reviews of the match haven't been too kind. It, it's, it should be something that he shouldn't have been... With Ric Flair, I could understand, because Ric Flair did a thing, if you lose again, you're done. And then he had his match with, with Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 24. But this should have been, I'm going to retire, that's great. Okay, and I'm going against it up against Baron Corbin because apparently he was able to hand pick his opponents and things like that. So why he had to then have two matches with people he should have had on that the WrestleMania card, but um, Baron Corbin's just one. He's he's just like the modern day Kane at the minute. You know, Kane was just like the D. Ooh, no, hot takes. No, I mean that. I mean that Kane <laughs> being the D O O, and then because Corbin seems to have lost a bit of fitness. Then he obviously he's wearing all this attire thing, but I reckon that's what's going to happen is whether somebody's going to beat up Corbin, whether Cena beat up Corbin, and then he comes down and Kurt Angle 
you know, like his music plays and then he doesn't come out and then seeing his music comes on. It needs to be seen at an angle. It, it can't. Poetically, it needs to be seen at an angle. Corbin, I don't think, has the the skill to carry angle through a match. And that's what ne- you need a ring general in order to carry angle through Walter? a match. Well, that's not what I mean. That would be a good match, though. It would be, but (laughs) you need to have somebody who is able to do the spots that need to be done and be able to help Angle through it. Angle, at his prime, even whenever he was injured, could still go, Mm. but Angle now is a shell of a former man, and he shouldn't really have this match. And it's like The Undertaker, is that people are going to remember if this match is a stinker, that's what they're going to remember rather than this match with Undertaker at No Mercy 2007 or yeah. anything like that. They're not going to remember the good ones, the match against Eddie at WrestleMania 21. They're going to remember, I remember whenever Angle turned up and he had that rubbish match with Baron Corbin or John Cena. Yeah, it's... If this doesn't turn out to be Cena versus Angle, I'll be very upset. You know, there's mixed word out there at the, as of recording at least whether there is going to be a change potentially or not. Some are saying Meltzer saying no, they're just going to use the heat to give Corbin even more heat. You've tried this too many times now with Corbin. It's X-Pac level heat nearly. Yeah. You know, it's not good heat. Um, So doing this isn't going to get any more. And I think it's as much as nearly a slap on the face to Kurt because, you know, sending him out in the ring on Raw in Chicago mm-hmm. of all places and saying that he has handpicked Baron Corbin yeah. as his final opponent in WWE mm-hmm. um, anybody that has been a fan of the business even for a short period of time would realise that that's just not true if he yeah. had if he you know honest truth had the choice as to who his opponent his final opponent would be it would not be Baron Corbin. No, it could have even been Shelton Benjamin because of the team angle thing. Or Gable. Yeah. You know, which he did have on Raw. Um, kind of the next generation of Olympian sort of thing. But I would be very excited if we got a Cena versus Angle just because it just it ties everything up in kind of a nice, yeah. neat bow. Yeah. Um, you know, for the Cena storyline. That that's how Cena came in and... You know, he got the victory over Angle and that's how Angle goes out is by Cena once again mm-hmm. picking up victory. All right. Now we're really in the business sector here. So we are. So what to go with first? Because we're leaving an obvious one to last because it is the main event of things. So let's go for give me what I want, Chris. What? What I really, really want. Have I you, wanna. I wanna. Have you seen the one to do with the duck? No, you I know, haven't seen you know the one the duck that walks up the lemonade stand. You know that. Yes, that, yes, yes. Yeah, that, and it's like, hey, you know, like got any grapes or whatever, and it's like, hey, give me what I want. I'll show you it after. It uh, cracks me up. Um, I don't know. Triple what, H versus Batista. Obviously. I don't know what it is with Batista, but every time Batista comes back, he seems to be, you know, obviously we've had Blue Tista and things. Um, he just doesn't seem to do himself any favours. And this whole thing now, Triple H has put his career on the line. Well, great. <laughs> like, In-ring career on the line. Yeah, so... Not his corporate career yeah, so, on the line. It's, it's one of these matches that, again, we've seen before, but they've both lost something with Triple H losing the most in the hair stakes. Um, and obviously, Triple H... And, and Batista gaining a nose ring. Yeah, and then... Um, oh, that's horrendous. 
Um, but you know we're going to have the chaperone against Drax, so I I don't I don't know about this because I don't know how Batista is in the ring because we haven't seen him in the ring since Evolution days, you know. And how long is he going to stay around for? Is this going to be a WrestleMania? Well, this is it. This one done. Okay. Well, we've heard that before, you know. Well, he's he has openly said in interviews for the last goodness knows how many years that he wanted one last run in the company. Uh, you know, I don't know why you say one last run technically because it's only going to be one match, but still one last storyline, um, culminating in a match with Triple H at WrestleMania, and this is this is what we're getting. So, it's I think it's going to be very obviously a Triple H victory, mm-hmm. but if, if my main concern with this is runtime. My main concern of this is run-ins with DX. Really? You think it could be a bit like Sting and all? <sighs> God, 32? Was, oh my Sorry, God. Sorry, not 32, 31. God, that was horrendous. Um, yeah, I think that something's going to happen and DX are going to interfere. Uh, whether, and then cost, not cost Triple H so much, but help Triple H win and do, you know, what DX do best. And then that's whenever you're going to have them in the ring, you know, like all together. Ric Flair comes down to the ring and low blows Batista. Oh, God, of all, um, by the time that would happen, geez. But my main concern is, because I was reading an article about, you know, like the length of Triple H matches at WrestleMania in the, in the last, you know, in the two, yeah. you know, what is it, since, like WrestleMania 20 or something like that, since, you know, sort of the last good batch yeah. of WrestleManias. His longest has been something like 47 minutes. God, and his no. shortest was twenty seven minutes. So they average out to like you know the high thirties in terms of time. I'm sorry, Batista. No matter how much he's been training, could not go no. for thirty minutes, no. which then would make me worry that we're going to end up with like stupid rest hold sections and all, which we no doubt will. And I reckon, match. I reckon, but in, too many. I reckon on the raw before mania, this is going to be turned in. Isn't this a no is, holds barred? No holds barred. Right, that means that DX are definitely going to interfere then. But it means they could flip and do a whole backstage segment that's pre-taped as well. Yeah, you know they could fight out to the back. Yeah, do a whole five ten minutes out the back, which is pre-filmed weeks in advance or a week in advance or yeah. earlier that day. And then come back out 10 minutes later and finish the match up with another 10 minutes sort of thing. I, I don't know. I'm not really interested in this match at all. And like I said before, Triple H is one that hasn't had many WrestleMania moments. You know, um, obviously last year we had... Even more shows of babyface. Yeah, even that. You know, like it was him and Stephanie against Angle and Ronda last year. So that was a really good match. But again, that went long, but he wasn't in it that much. You know, so... Yeah. Um, it just depends because again, like the angle situation, Triple H will really need to pull Batista through a lot of it and help carry him through. Especially if Batista gets blown out, blown up, you know, like say, like The Rock did, and quite violent, you know, like his uh, stamina wasn't where it should be. Right. So. so, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Brock Lesnar is somebody. In 2002, I thought was great. And in 2019, I wish would just go away. Um, I'm fed up with these part-timers coming in and having the belt. And then all these hard-working people like Seth Rollins who are there, or AJ Styles who are there week in, week out. And, you know, like, and then they come in and go like, oh, I'm just getting a payday. Okay, thanks. And then, you know, Brock, Brock to me, 
Proc to me is like whenever Scott Steiner came in and Scott Steiner did nothing but suplexes, you know, belly to belly suplexes. That's Brock. Brock just gets blown up and just turns red. You know, like it's almost like um, heaven presses a button and he just turns into red mode, and then he just gets blown out and he can't do much. Um, he'll do like a couple of suplexes. He'll do a couple of in the corner moves and then he'll do an F five. Yeah. it. And I really hope that Seth Rollins gets the due and gets the win. Um, because I think he deserves to be champion. Um, I think he's one that, even though he didn't need to improve much, but I think that he's one that once he gets the belt, he can make a worthy, he can make himself a worthy champion mm-hmm. and have worthy contenders for that championship. But Brock is just somebody who should just hang it up now, and n- nobody cares for Brock Lesnar anymore, apart from Brock Lesnar guy. Um, but nobody wants to see him. And it's a polar opposite between him and another former UFC star because obviously he must go back to UFC. But if you're going to do that, stay there. I don't mind seeing you once every six months or whatever, but I don't need you to have you holding the belt. I'm going to go for a hot take here. Oh, God. Alan's hot booking. And I'm sitting here thinking like Vince McMahon. And what I mean by that is... You know, the Brock Lesnar situation is as much you know, the fault of Vince McMahon than it is Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the one who decided to put the belt back on him after Roman won it and had to forfeit it because of the leukemia thing. Yeah. You know, he could have easily put that on Braun or Seth or somebody else or Finn again. But I think Brock will retain because obviously this isn't going to be the main event. Mm-hmm. A certain triple threat is. And I think this will be a sneaky ploy by Vince to get the crowd frustrated and annoyed so that when that main event comes on, they are literally kind of, you know, looking for blood in the sense of that they are so desperate for Becky to win the belt. So you think this will be like whenever Taker lost the streak and then Brian won the belt? You think that? I think it could be a situation similar. Okay. That the crowd's... I'm not going to say whipped into a frenzy because they'd be frustrated for a while. Yeah. But then when that main event comes around that they're like, give us this one moment, Vince. Give us this one moment. Let Becky win the belt. Let her win the main event You know of you know, mm-hmm. the first women's match to headline WrestleMania. I That's that's where my logic is with that. Okay. At least. But would I like Seth to win? Very much so. So, because it would be the it would be the right thing to do. Do you think this will be a case of that Seth will not win the belt until maybe say the next pay per view in order like for backlash or whatever in order for it, it to close with him with the belt because he'll not get that crying moment at Mania because that's obviously going to the women. Yeah, because by the signs of Dana White has come out and said that you know Brock hasn't been in touch yet. Okay. You know he he seems to think he's going to get a call from Brock in the summer. So. Seems like there's no intentions as yet for Brock to immediately dive back into UFC. So it would give enough time for him to go to the pay-per-view after Mania mm-hmm. and maybe drop the belt there. But uh, I'm going to go with my logic of Brock retains to frustrate the crowd so that when Becky and co come on, the crowd's whipped into that frenzy for okay. her potential victory. So before we get to that, we have one more. Mm-hmm. And that is Daniel Bryan 
versus Kofi Mania. And that is Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. Did you ever think, Chris, that you would hear those two guys facing off for the WWE Championship at a WrestleMania? No, and I'm sure Mustafa Ali is kicking himself that he got injured whenever he got injured because it's like, that could almost be him, you know, because they could have got in, t- they could have got behind him and just went, oh, you know, like, we're really behind you and we want you to win, but I like what they've done, you know, in building the character, especially like what happened on SmackDown to do with the Usos. Very. And the fact that, you know, like, we, he deserves to be there, we forfeit, and they're like, Whoa. Because that's not something you see. No, that's not something you see at all. And that's easier to do that than it is to lie down for somebody else. But I'm excited. I don't I don't think there's any chance in heck that Kofi will win. Um, I think it's just there because people want it to be there. I think this could be the potential again to be a showstater because this is Kofi's chance. You know, like obviously Kofi's had WrestleMania moments, but this is his chance to fight for a belt that he probably has not, I think, ever fought for, or if he did, was whenever he was feuding with Randy Orton, whenever he had his Jamaican accent. Yeah, I think that's the closest he ever got. Obviously, he was in the Elimination Chamber match with Brian and all recently, yeah. you know, that. But WrestleMania is a different kettle of fish altogether. It, it really just shows that it doesn't matter where you are in the crowd, on the card, if the crowd get behind you, they have to listen. They've always said, you have a voice. We need, you know, like you let your voice be heard. And if they let that be heard, then, you know, it's there. But I just feel that maybe this has been, should have been something that Kevin Owens was in, that we mm. should have had Kofi at Fastlane and had Kevin Owens here. Well, this is the way you were saying about Mustafa Ali or mm-hmm. Ali now, as he is just, oh, I hate it so. Um, <laughs> he had an S. I think that's the way things would have ended up. Mm-hmm. We'd ended up with Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania because I think, I think the crowd might have got behind Ali enough, but I don't think it would have been enough for Vince to change his plans because I do think plans have been changed. I yeah. don't think the plans were Kofi at all. No, oh at, god, no. at all for no WrestleMania. Um, I think a huge component besides the crowd mm. have been Biggie and Xavier Woods. Yep, I think. Because he has had them by his side and they have been as much being a mouthpiece for him and saying to the fans, like, you know, come on, this guy has been here for 11 years. Mm -hmm. He has never had a good proper shot at things. And here he is showing that he has always had what is needed, you know, in the ring to be a main eventer. You know, show him some love and here we are. And I think the way they have worked the story for it, you know, and again, I'll maybe talk about this a bit more in our final match that we're talking about. I think this has maybe been the stronger story on this, you know, closer part of the run-in mm-hmm. to WrestleMania than the ladies. Yes. Because the previous week on SmackDown, you had Kofi going the gauntlet and having it whipped out from underneath him, mm-hmm. you know, by Vince. But then the week after, you have his actual friends, you know, the other New Day guys, Big E and Xavier, going through a gauntlet for him yeah, to get his WrestleMania opportunity, you know, for the belt. It's a great story, but I do agree. I do think, I don't see Vince 
putting the title on him. Mm-hmm. If they do, it would be a very, very short reign. Yes. I, if they do it at all, it'll be that. What I would love if it was to go would be that you got that sort of backstab moment. You know, that say like Big E. Like Evolution. Wrecks him with, or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, Kofi wins the belt and Big E flips him up and does the big ending on him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, we had to go through so much to get you your opportunity. I forgot about me. Yeah, no, I'm going to challenge you for the belt. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, I think that'd be a cool thing. But uh, the New Dayers are so strong together that, mm-hmm. you know, it would be very hard to break them up. Shall we talk main event now? We shall. So that is uh, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch for, at this moment, mm-hmm. the Raw Women's Championship. So before we talk about this match itself on the card, let's very briefly talk about what happened on SmackDown as of recording last night. <laughs> And that is Charlotte Flair beating Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Do you have any feelings about this, Chris? I Because uh, WWE Twitter has not been overly pleased by the looks of things. I don't understand people who are getting their knickers in a twist about this. Ooh. I think this is done for a reason. And I think it is done for... Obviously, we have the first ever women's main event at WrestleMania and all power to them. You know, and it was actually Bully Ray who said that, you know, whenever in the run up to WrestleMania, the plan was to have Charlotte against Ronda Rousey. Because Becky, where was Becky this time last year? It's a Kofi situation in yeah. terms of Becky, but a bit longer plan. Yeah. So once he became the man, the whole thing to do with Nia Jackson, all that kind of stuff, which I don't think if that hadn't happened she would have been in yeah. this event. Because I remember there was talk of Charlotte versus Ronda before even last year's WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So this has a great potential if they decide to go the route and say, right, okay, this is for the unification of the belts. And then you're going to have one belt defended on all shows very much like with the, the tag. tag, yeah. On all shows. This could be the great opportunity for the first ever women's main event and the first ever woman's undisputed champion mm-hmm. which would in turn be Becky because I think Becky will pin Charlotte not Ronda. Ronda so whether this happens or not I don't know but I think that this will be something that will happen but people seem to forget there you've got one more week before you get to WrestleMania this is like whenever say John Cena won or oh my god we're going to have John Cena against Randy Orton again at WrestleMania and then you know like a you know, Randy Orton would lose the belt and they would fight somebody else. Mm-hmm. You still have time for something else to happen. You know, like it's not, even though like it's breaking, you know, like women's championship, you know, on the line for the first time in WrestleMania, Becky has a lot to gain and nothing to lose, whereas the other two have something to lose and nothing really to gain. Yeah. Because um, obviously when everybody is listening to this, it's going to be uh, Monday the 1st. Yeah. Of April, sorry, no April Fools in this episode, folks. Uh, we're keeping it uh, shooting straight here today, but you know, Raw won't have aired mm-hmm. its final show. SmackDown won't have aired its final show. So, card subject to change. Yep, many things can happen. But <laughs> well, I think... there's Kofi Kingston, the main event, and like for a WWE Championship shot, you know, like which wouldn't have happened this time last year. No, absolutely. So, I think it is looking. 
much more likely that they are heading towards that unification mm-hmm. option, which I think makes a great deal of sense because, you know, whether we like to say it or not, um, you know, I'm a big fan of women's wrestling in this modern era because, you know, especially with the likes of some of the girls that they've got in NXT UK, especially as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, once those girls hit main roster, it's going to be lights out ridiculously amazing. Um, so for them to have this spotlight, there isn't enough, there still isn't enough quality women's wrestlers on the main roster. Mm-hmm. I think that was why Charlotte has been put into this, because I don't think that Ronda is good and all, but I don't think if this match goes long that she can maintain that, you know, like Charlotte and Becky have had his, historical great matches, you know, like we've said before, you look at Asuka and Charlotte last year and that was probably the match of the night for some people, whereas I think the interaction between Charlotte and Becky will be the thing that will keep this alive yeah. and then whether Ronda comes in, you know, like, it's like having a triple threat match, you're going to have two people in the ring and somebody on the outside, whether Ronda gets put through the table and then she's out for a bit and she basically just lies there. Yeah. But if this match goes 20-30 minutes, I can't see Ronda being in the ring and solidly going for 20-30 minutes. That's obviously why last year she was still a bit green and then she was put in a tag team match, so if something happened, you have somebody else there to step in, whereas this in case in point here, you've got two people who can work well with each other and especially on social media as well, but they can help carry her through the match yeah. and it's not a case of they're spring chickens, you know they both started in the NXT and you know, like, I wrote a blog vindo316.wordpress.com um, but like 10 or 11 people on the card all started in NXT and you've got two of them in the main event here, you know, and that's the key thing is that they know how to get the crowd going. And Charlotte for me has been one of the best out of the four horsewomen. She for me stands head and shoulders above the rest. I'm not saying that the rest of them are particularly bad wrestlers, but she for me has it all. She can do a face or a heel. Well, I think I think as much as it comes down to as well as how they're handled as well. Yeah. Because like Bailey, ridiculously, we all know looking back at NXT, had the potential to be that main roster John Cena. Yeah. For girls. Yeah. But in a good way, not kind of boo. Yeah. You're like John Cena, that sort of thing. Sasha may be a four-time women's champion, but she has lost it each time on her first defense. Mm-hmm. Um and. Definitely needs to be a heel because that's her best work. Like that's, I think that's nuts. That still she has never been, you know, properly. Bar that kind of little glimpse at the start when she was part of what was a team bad. Yeah, or whenever her, her and, whenever her and Bailey were kind going, of, and then they were like, and then it was a whole. But it's not been a kind of solid run. Yeah. Um, as a heel, yeah. as the boss heel, um. Becky, well, we all know the man came out of basically everybody being frustrated how badly mm-hmm. Becky was being used. So Charlotte is the only one that has been pretty much consistently yeah. booked in matches in a strong way and thus been seen to perform. And it's sort all to do with who her father is. Oh no. You know, is it a case of Roman's being put in the main event because his cousin's a rock? You know, is it a case of that Natalia? is in the tag team match because her father is going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. 
you know, it's sought all to do with that. It's who you can perform, how well you can perform, and how well if the crowd are booing you and you're a heel, then you're doing your job right. That's like you. That's like you going to the cinema and then just sitting there going like you're not having any reaction to a movie, and then going that movie was terrible. But whenever you have an emotional reaction to a movie, then you know that 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 filmmaker has done their job right. The same way, if you come out as a wrestler and you get cheered. And you're meant to be cheered, great. If you're getting booed, if they're as long as the crowd are reacting to you, if you come out and the crowd does nothing, then like Kono Q- Reeves or whatever he's called in NXT, he for me is that he comes out and the crowd just does not care. And he's got wiped off the face of the planet basically, back to jobberdom and repackaging. Well, but uh, I think it's fair to say that uh, 95% of wrestling fans are pulling for Becky, yeah, in, the, in all of this. But I think part of this main event was. You know, bar the fact that it looks like they're going towards unifying, mm-hmm. um, there is a lot of dis- disappointment and kind of anger towards Char- Charlotte out there. Not as much because oh, it's Charlotte, but because it seems to have potentially robbed some of the SmackDown women's roster of their match at WrestleMania. But is there really somebody there who, it, with the likes of Raw, you have the likes of say Alexa Bliss whenever she's fit. Um, you have the likes of... I'm trying to think of other women. I could have made a joke there, but I won't. Okay. Out of respect. Well, <laughs> I... Okay. But yeah, yeah. You've got, but yeah, you've got Carmella, Naomi, uh, the Iconics, but they're going to be in the tag match. Liv Morgan. No, I'm talking about SmackDown just. Oh, right, okay. Um, you have Sonya and you have uh, Mandy. Yeah. That's really your only options on the SmackDown roster with Asuka. Mm-hmm. So I can get why they've thought about pulling that. Plus, they maybe are running a bit low on numbers if they are doing the Women's Battle Royal. Yeah. So I can see where folks would be frustrated going like, yes, you've gave us our women's main event, but you've took another women's match off the card. You know, there was the potential to be four yeah. women's matches on that card. The Roy- Battle Royal, the Tag, the SmackDown Women's, and then the Raw Women's, uh-huh. which would be unprecedented yeah. at a WrestleMania. Um. But still, there's time for that to no matter, improve. No matter, you know. what, no matter what is given to people, people will still yearn okay. for more and yeah. still say, like, I wanted this and I wanted that. Well, well, don't get me wrong. I am full agreement that the women deserve more time on the card at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, 100%. But you're never, until until you have a women's roster that... I'm not going to say we'll ever have the numbers to compete with the male roster and you know just sheer numbers, but the quality across the board yeah. for your roster, you're not going to get a 50-50 pay-per-view no. or whatever. No. Yes, you're going to get the likes of Evolution every now and again, uh, you know, an all-women's pay-per-view. But if you look at that, you know that was pulling from everywhere. That was pulling from Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and the past yeah. to get that pay-per-view done. I very much enjoyed it. But it's the realistic place where we are. But I am extremely happy. This was their I, I've been saying it, you know, the whole time in the build up. This is their one opportunity to do this mm-hmm. is have a women's headline of WrestleMania, you know, with Rhonda involved, you know, because she gets the eyes on it, no matter what way you want to shout yeah. about it. You know, you can't do this next year if Rhonda's not involved, I think. You know, this has to. This is your kind of load your bullet and fire it, shoot it, take your shot. Mm-hmm. Now, get your headlines, 
give them the time to show look we can headline WrestleMania and who knows what will happen down the line but this is you know for now they had to do it and be happy about it yeah you know they are going to close WrestleMania which is it's crazy to think like when we went to the same stadium six odd years ago Mm -hmm. I never thought that in six years time we'd be talking about we didn't even get a women's match Cause yeah, because Cody yeah, and the, Sandow and Naomi and the Funks and all that sort yeah. of stuff got cancelled. Yeah, and then it was on the next night on Raw. Yeah, so it just shows you how far you can come in just a number of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't wait because, you know, the videos were insane when uh, Becky won the Rumble. Mm-hmm. So if Becky wins the, the title in the main event, it might just go even, yeah. even crazier. But... That is our chin-wagging adventures through WrestleMania <laughs> and NXT TakeOver. Uh, just the hour and a half, Chris. Oh, know, is that all? You know, just the norm. You know, Sleep well tonight. We do. But uh, we hope very much that you've enjoyed us uh, taking you through uh, all things uh, WrestleMania and WWE uh, as we head into that wonderful WrestleMania season. I say wonderful WrestleMania season. We'll see about that next weekend when the actual <laughs> event happens itself but yes uh, if you would like to get in contact with us on the shows folk you can do that in a number of different ways you can uh, contact us on twitter just search at retroshock pod on there you can send us a regular tweet or drop us a dm if you have something a bit longer to say let us know what you would like to hear on the show in the future be it like movies, TV, video games, comics, all those sort of wonderful things. And uh, we will take them into consideration for a future episode of the show. Or you can also message us on Facebook. Just search Operation Retroshock on there. Or you can contact Chris and I directly. He's at Vinto316. I'm at Alan GW Price. Um, you can also, if you have enjoyed the show... Leave us a lovely review or comment on all the various different places the podcast is available. So iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio and Podbean as well. We are continuing to look at getting uh, more places for the show to be available. So keep an eye out for those in the future. So coming up, folks, uh, on the show next week, you are going to have a little trip into the Masters of the Universe Chronicles vault, the archives, Chris. Yes. So uh, you may have seen it last week, folks, that uh, Chris sat down uh, in the archives with uh, James Etock and talked about the episode Battle Cat. So if you're a He-Man fan and you didn't know that was on the feed, you can go back and listen to that. But there will be another episode commentary coming up for you next week. That's the Monday after WrestleMania, if you are indeed uh, able to stay awake during the day after mm-hmm. staying up to watch WrestleMania. It'll only be in half an hour, don't be worried. Uh, it's not too bad. Chris's voice can soothe you off to sleep, let's say. Uh, no offence, Chris. No. Um, but then, uh, depending on scheduling the week after that, that is, of course, going to be the weekend of Star Wars Celebration. Uh, now... Mr. Chris in front of me here is uh, going to be on... Uh, I'll be tagging out. He'll be tagging out potentially on that one because he has uh, boyfriend duties to attend to. Um, so I Mind may out have, of gutters, people. <laughs> uh, I may have a special guest, if it works out. Uh, 
if you don't see in your uh, podcast feed on the Monday morning after celebration uh, Star Wars in the title of the episode, you know it hasn't worked out, but hopefully I'll have a special guest to at least talk about some episode 9 stuff the uh, the Monday of uh, celebration weekend for you. So you all have that to potentially look forward to uh, in the next couple of weeks. But for now... We shall bid you all a fond farewell and uh, say, enjoy WrestleMania. If you can stay awake for it. Eight hours. Oh my. Yeah.